that the stigma is gone, that the idea that, that there, that, that mental health is health. And, um, and, you know, for me, um, it's something that I think I felt that I was sort of doing off the side of my desk for a very long time. And now we get to really actually make, make the connection with Canadians that for this area that affects really every single family in this country. Carolyn Bennett, who has been shuffled from Crown Indigenous Relations to the newly created Ministry of Mental Health and Addictions. And Carolyn Bennett will likely be in charge of rolling out the promised $4.5 billion in new federal health transfers to the provinces and territories over the next five years. Those transfers, uh, the Liberal Platform Pledge, would be aimed at providing free accessible mental health services. Now, the, the government has yet to reveal much in the way of any details aside from the new ministry, aside from its name. But when you start talking about addictions, that is going to be a key part of the ministry. Over 1,700 opioid overdoses occurred just in the first three months of this year, according to Canada's figures. That's approximately 20 deaths a day, and that's a 65% increase from the first three months of 2020 before the pandemic began, of course. So we have a twin pandemic, we have COVID-19, and we also had the scourge of opioid over opioid overdoses. Lori Spatter-Richa. Lori, why don't you do it, because I'm screwing it up here. You're from the Center for the Addiction and Mental Health. But go ahead, Lori. Hi, Alan. No problem. <laughs> I, I get that a lot. It's, uh, I, I hope it's not that yeah. bad. That's the worst ever. It wasn't the worst ever, but it was close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laurie, tell me, uh, what, are you, what are you hoping for uh, from this newly created ministry? Yeah, so we were really excited to hear about this um, yesterday. And, you know, obviously creating a new ministry with this uh, focus on mental health uh, shows that the government is um, seeing this as a priority. And um, that's good news. Uh, you know, I think that we've um, come a long way in uh, eliminating stigma, but we're, we're not there yet. And there's still a lot of conversation and not enough action. Um, so we'll be looking to, um, you know, we'll be looking to the minister on um, that action and, and uh, you know, really encouraged uh, to see it pulled out of the cabinet uh, into its own ministry and also very encouraged that the minister is the associate minister of health. Um, because we do feel um, that it that um, you know we it needs to be joined at the hip with the healthcare system, and I heard the minister say uh, you know in that um, prelude uh, that mental health is health. That is our tagline at at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Um, but it's not just a tagline. Um, you know, it's um, it's about placing mental health at the center of health. Tell me about the concerns about it it being separate from health, because obviously the Ministry of Health, especially provincially, is such a powerful portfolio. And there has been provincial, there have been other provinces that have put in a Minister of Mental Health. And if, 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 if the Minister of Health doesn't sign off on it, really, you know, what good is having a Ministry of Mental Health? Yeah, so I mean, obviously that relationship is going to be critical. Um, but the other thing I would say is that, um, you know, it's, it should be a whole-of-government approach. 
it's those relationships right around the cabinet table are going to be um, really critical. So we do want um, mental health to be centered uh, within the healthcare system. We also know that social determinants of health are really key uh, to our health and well-being, and that's that's about housing and income and employment and food security. Uh, and so the minister's relationship with her colleagues around the table is going to also be really critical in building a better system of care, uh, ensuring recovery, and, and having uh, Canadians be able to live their best lives. So, so when we see the change, the sort of sea change in understanding about mental health, um, that's one thing. That's a perception. How is it that we follow up with actual real-world concrete actions that begin to address it? Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's, there is, um, so first of all, I'll say that the federal government's going to have to work with, um, with the provincial governments, uh, right across the country, uh, and the territories as that's where, um, you know, the, the health services will be delivered. And so those relationships will be critically important. You talked about those, uh, new transfers, uh, to the government. We'll want to, um, you know, we'll want to ensure those, those transfers are going to, um, you know, building a better um, system of care, and, and we'll want to see some accountability around that. Um, you know, investments uh, investments in housing and in services, in research, uh, investing early in, in, you know, children and youth, all of these are, are top priorities. So uh, to your point, um, you know, it'll be really critical uh, to be moving uh, from promises and priorities to, uh, to action. Let's talk opioid overdoses um, and, and where we are. I know CAMH has added its voice to the call for drug decriminalization. Um, do you expect the, the, this ministry to move on that? Because that will ha- that'll, be, that'll be difficult. That'll come across a, a, a number of different ministries. Yeah, and, and uh, so we're we're certainly hoping uh, hoping that they are going to move on this. I know the the um, former minister had uh, you know a report from an advisory panel uh, to move in this direction. We're we are uh, again going back to mental health as health. We are um, you know we think it's really critical that we take these uh, issues out of the criminal justice system and um, firm you know firmly plant them uh, in the healthcare system. And and, and part of that is uh, is decriminalizing substance use. Where do we go from here, Lori? Um, give me a give me a roadmap. Your your sense of optimism five years down the road. So five years down the road, um, I hope that we will have um, publicly funded services. Um, you know, there are therapies, uh, psychological therapies that uh, are being delivered uh, primarily through private insurance. So uh, if you don't have insurance and you can't pay out of pocket, uh, you're not able to get um, some of our, uh, you know, best evidence-based life-saving, um, you know, therapies. We need to change that. This needs to be uh, a publicly funded system. Uh, we know that housing uh, is critical, so we're going to be looking for uh, investments in um, in uh, supportive housing and a plan to end homelessness. 
uh, we still don't know a lot. So we're, we're, you know, we're looking at investments in mental health research. We want to improve treatments and supports. We want to know uh, what the causes and cures are, and, and that will be really critically important. And, and most important, I think, is investing early on. So you know, I already talked about how important it is for children and youth. It would be great if we uh, took a whole-of-government approach around uh, investing in children and, and youth. We know, for instance, that the majority of people, adults who um, have a, a mental illness, um, you know, started to see that um, very early on in life. And, and it, we can go a long way in prevention and changing the trajectory of these illnesses, uh, you know, if we, if we focused in on the, those early years. Lori, thank you so much for your time and your perspective today. Thanks again. Thanks for having me, Alan.